0: You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than a hundred years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue.
1: Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet.
0: Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher.
1: Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I hate when people say they hate watch The Bachelor and it's like two hours a week is too much time to do anything with hate. You should just come out with your affection for the show. There's no <laughs> embarrassment about it. Like just embrace it. Yeah. I mean, I think I have like a love-hate relationship with The Bachelor. Yeah, you lovingly snark.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She listens to the show.
0: Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise,
1: where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Hi, everyone. We're back today on Here to Make Friends with a very special bonus episode. We're going to recap the season. We're going to preview the finale. And we're doing it all with our guest, Alison Williams. You might
0: know her as Rose from the recent movie Get Out or maybe as Marnie on Girls. But she is also an avid Bachelor superfan. And she agreed to come on the show and share um, all of her wisdom and her advice for Bachelor contestants.
1: We talked a little bit about girls. We talked a lot about Get Out. And just a little spoiler warning, if you haven't seen Get Out, you might want to skip that section because we get really into the nitty gritty. Um, And she was so fun. We had a great time talking with her. First up is our conversation about The Bachelor.
2: Today we have Allison Williams in studio Hi. with us. I'm so excited. <laughs> it wasn't spoiled because then in the title of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big reveal. Big surprise. The most suspenseful <laughs> episode yet. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited to be here. I've been wanting to do this show for for so long. And then eventually I just basically like told, I deployed people to get to you. (laughs) Okay,
0: so It, it worked. Yeah, the funny story of this is that an old coworker of ours was in London recently and she purchased Cosmo UK and was reading it on the plane. Yep. And sent me a text message yep.
2: with a photo I put of in your <laughs> inter- interview that said you listened to the podcast. I went all the way to the UK, <laughs> put it in print, and just banked on that happening because we live in an international world. And yeah. I assumed you'd have a friend in London, and it—I know all it was just so I indirect I yet so. Easy. Now yeah. you'll see all the other places I mentioned. Yeah.
1: It out of desperation. Well, because we were just so intimidated. We were like, Allison Williams is a big Bachelor fan, but like, would she ever want to come on our podcast? That's the so The answer is, I was waiting at home. <laughs> we were like, I don't know. Because she did the official after
0: show. So, like, oh my God. High, yeah. Highlight. By the way, talk
2: about desperate. I literally, on my own dime and totally inconveniently, <laughs> flew myself out to Los Angeles, paid for everything. They were like, we can't. Can offer you anything You're in like the way that's of, fine. And I was like, I will buy a ticket.
0: <laughs> I will oh it's God. expensive
2: because it's last minute. I just it means too much to me to miss this. And I'm really glad I went. Who were you on with? I was on with Michelle Collins, who's, you know, a She's magical person. Hilarious. Were there, um, there any bachelor people? Well, Ben. Oh. Like, uh, yeah, and we talked about marriage just very oh, generally. Yeah. And I got to tell him that as we were walking down the aisle, my dad turned to me and said, Can we still watch The Bachelor together? (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, that is the most emotional thing you can bring up right now. (laughs) Of course we can. My entire family watches together. Oh, that's so bad. We are on a family text, and we all text about it. That is beautiful.
1: I'm so jealous. That's like what my fiance's family has, but with, like, hockey And And I have no interest in being on the (laughs) hockey group text, but I would love to have a family bachelor group You just need to start it, Claire. Yeah, but I'm, like, the only woman in my entire family. Well, the boys in my family family are
2: just as invested. In fact, my brother is a single gentleman living in New York, and on dating apps every once in a while, bachelorette people come up, and he just—I'm not going to say who, but he just— straight up DM'd someone from the bachelor and they're in a dialogue and my whole oh family my is in total paralysis just waiting <laughs> to see what happens you're like get married just, this is it don't say anything maybe he w- maybe it'll work out
1: yeah like be cool don't make like too big of a thing out of it yeah but... we're just
2: gonna play it real cool when she comes over we're just gonna be like yeah we have no idea tell us everything yeah, we don't who, know who, who you are, are. You? yeah we what like watched do? one yeah. season
1: yeah. oh but so, also
2: tell us all the seasons yeah exactly <laughs>
1: um so you seem like kind of a super fan
2: yes I'm a super fan I watched (laughs) when it first came out and then I took a breather during high school and college during the like pop culture bubble I guess not high school because it hadn't come out yet but I took some time off and then when I graduated I came right back in with I think Brad Womack's season was my first real like which, season back. Which one? Well, the <laughs> Emily one.
1: Oh, yeah. That was my first one. Re- that yeah, I, watched I think that I've the, heard you yeah. say that. Yeah. And
2: it, I Ugh. started watching it because I had just moved to L.A. and there was a viewing party every Monday and it was like a good way for me to meet people. And then when I met my husband in New York and he was in L.A. for work, he came to that viewing party. So it turned into like a group date. <laughs> 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 and um, that house where the viewing party is is where he proposed to me. Um, because it's also where we had our first kiss because that's the house that he stayed at when he was in LA. So there's still a viewing party. It's my when I'm in LA, that's where I go on So Monday love night.
0: is real yeah. on The
2: Bachelor. I and found because love
1: of The Bachelor.
2: Adjacent to the yeah. Bachelor. Yeah. yeah.
1: The, the Bachelor show works was every around. Once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the process really works. Yeah.
2: Um trust the process. So does he watch The Bachelor with you like yeah. or just okay? I mean hundred percent. He's been traveling a lot lately and it's really put a strain on our relationship because <laughs> There's a spoiler threat when he's on the West Coast. Um, I have oh, to be really. Yeah. Our whole family chat has to be really vague. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but um, also, my dad's show is now at eleven, and so he's watching after work, and it's we're not yeah, all you're in not sync. on the same. So time. my mom, my brother, and I will often just sidebar and because it's, it's like really more good. fun live. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah,
0: I appreciate being on the East Coast because
2: we we get to it first. I know I'm so yeah. smug about it too, yeah. <laughs> but I'm careful like. I did a bunch of Instagram stories just for the first like 12 minutes of the women tell all. And then I quickly realized that it would be an, an hour and a half long story if I started posting everything that I thought was alarming or amusing from that. <laughs> so much was alarming. It was a that, lot, yeah. Just <laughs> marathon of television. And so but I tried to post nothing spoilery. Yeah. This is my feminist rant oh my about God. The Bachelor. <laughs> oh my God. I had whiplash. I had a whiplash from the just the meta event of women screaming at each other, which is perhaps the single most unfeminist act anyone can do. And then the people making proclamations yeah, of feminism
0: was. was truly amazing. Although, I mean, I stand by the fact that Liz was the real just MVP of Women Tell
2: All. I mean, yeah. where was that, Liz? Yeah. Who was that Liz during the show?
1: I mean, she was gone like almost immediately. I know. And
2: we only got to know one fact about her. And they clearly
1: like
0: only showed the parts of her time there where she was talking about the one time she slept with Nick.
2: Over seven or eight outfits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) With the one line (laughs) so funny
2: to me. I was like, if that was a gag they did on purpose to show time lapsing, I stand by it. I think that's truly hilarious. They
1: are like, girls, into wardrobe right now. (laughs) Um, Kristen was on another podcast last uh, yesterday and she basically was like everyone was auditioning for Bachelor in Paradise like if you're yeah. 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 So if you like well if you yell at someone then you might get camera time and then you might get invited on Paradise and explained a lot.
2: Well I heard it was really long and that everyone was incredibly drunk. By the end, yeah. so much so that people couldn't really control them anymore. Like Apparently, they were and, handing
0: out um, rounds of fireball shots. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Fireball. I heard the same thing. <laughs> we
2: must have a similar yeah. source. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, like for five hours, like that's. It's a hardcore. A lot of fireball. Hard. Yeah. How are they not just like. And that was vomiting. not enough cheesy
2: pasta to absorb all that alcohol. No. It was I, like a shot of pasta. Too. How, like,
0: was their makeup still on? How I Can mean... we talk
2: about how fascinating it is to watch makeup trends through the women tell over the years? <laughs> yeah, The amount of contouring oh and highlighter at this women tell all was so fascinating. It was like. It's just interesting for me to watch, as someone who ends up being put in hair and makeup all the time, to watch how it ends up getting reflected. Because you know they sit down with a makeup artist and they show them a reference. Like, who are their yeah. references? Like, who did their own makeup? Who who didn't want to wear as much makeup as they put on her? Like, it was fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, when we rewatched the first season, yeah. Of the Bachelor. The
2: makeup is so bad. And
0: Claire and I were like, wow, skincare has really come a long way since 2002. Yes. Well, like yeah. the yeah. women They're just, just visible looked, acne.
1: It was just like. And you, they also just looked older. The found, and like would, their foundation wouldn't be as good, so it wouldn't show up well on camera. Yeah. It would look like a little grainy. Like, and there was a lot more like frosted lip sort of stuff. Ooh, interesting. But see, all and of now, that probably
2: looked great to us back then. Exactly. Like right. I got bronzer yeah. all over my face was great. And a, a, lot, great a idea. lot of skinny straps too.
1: <laughs> oh, so, totally. Yeah. yeah. And chokers, but those are bad. Those are bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I keep also, everything. The statement lip thing was really distracting. That was <laughs> really shocking. Um, because
2: it was too. Here's the rule you know. I'll just lay out a simple <laughs> rule that I follow eyes or lips, never both. You can either do a lip. Or an eye, both, both starts to look real aggro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially it's just, if
1: it's like dark purple lipstick. We are um, all
2: talking about the same person. She yeah. did look and like she wore, Sarah Jessica Parker. a golden focus. velvet. That was very Her real. dress was
1: gold colored velvet. Wait, I someone... have a
2: suspicion that it was a lip kit by Kylie, only because it did not budge and Probably. I own all of them. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're the one who's been hoarding all the lip kits. Uh, yes, and I have
2: extras. And if I had known that you wanted them, I would have dipped into my back supply and brought you. Yeah, I have a suspicion that's what it was because it didn't budge, and there's no other explanation for it.
1: Wow, she that's- should
2: she should get a sponsorship because that was quite trust me, sure that's a what she's hoping trust An me hour. it's very difficult again i feel like i've been lo- <laughs>
0: you're like <laughs> low-key trying yeah. for
2: months like it has not worked yet she's her own spokesperson yeah. i've been told it's fine it's, it is what it is but Posey is a fabulous color <laughs> and i'm not being paid to say that
1: allison williams is available for all sorts of things yeah <laughs> i'm just, just going ask
2: yeah why are none of these brands asking me to promote them on instagram <laughs>
1: I mean, I think sugar bear hair. Yeah, would take Yeah, they would you. definitely take you or you flat tummy tea. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, both
2: of them—the yeah. markers of success yeah. Yeah. in a reality TV You'd be like, world. Oh,
1: my hair used to suck. Even though I'm a celebrity, and you've seen you've my seen beautiful my hair everywhere, but now oh, it's the good. real secret—sugar, sugar, hair. Hair. sugar bear hair—they <laughs> also taste delicious. <laughs> it's just like candy that makes <laughs> your hair pretty. You
2: guys are naturals,
1: so we need to to ask um, or like talk a little bit about the upcoming finale.
2: Do yes, you have we do. any prediction? It's, it's Vanessa. It's so yeah, obvious. It's, yeah. They're producing. We We're done. Yeah. They're producing so hard that it's showing. I can see the sweatiness <laughs> of the producing. And that is the thing that's been driving me crazy all season. I've known it was Vanessa since day one. And right? now they're having real relationship conversations. And that's the only reason that they're using those to make it seem troublesome. But as okay, you guys said exactly in the last episode, it's like they're already like at a point in the relationship where the real issues are coming up which is, I mean, they have been having a separate relationship. So no wonder she's like, it's annoying there are other girls left because yeah. we're in a full relationship. She's like, relationship. I'm so obviously his fiance. Yeah, yeah, and she's not wrong. That's what no, that's that's bothers wrong. me she about the show. Wrong. Like, all of her instincts are right. No one's allowed to tell her, though. And that's yeah. like that that's has why to she's be going maddening, insane. Of course. It's like because, literal gaslighting. <laughs> yes, it is, but very gradual. And yeah. the thing about it is like, that would drive me crazy too. She's totally right. And if she starts to question her instincts because of this, it's going to be so it's like a Henry James novel. Like she her instincts are right. She is correct to assume that this is the way it is. And yet, she's being made to feel like she's wrong. Insane. Yeah, and yeah. so now she's going to start being like, "Should I cut all my beautiful Ariel from Little Mermaid hair off?" Like, <laughs> maybe. No, it's yeah. your, it's an American. It. It's, it's a Canadian, <laughs> Canadian treasure. Yeah. Yeah. it's a Canadian treasure, but so for the finale, like, I really like Raven. i I feel like their relationship is just not where it is. They're casually dating. They're like seeing each other, whereas Vanessa and Nick are married. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> thats accurate. it's not it's not anything mean against Raven. I just think like they're just completely different. And it has to be at this point, at this point, this is when The Bachelor and Bachelorettes become actors. And I've always admired it about them because as someone who professionally kisses people that I'm not married to, <laughs> it's hard. And that has to be so weird. And he followed through. He slept with them. I've never done that. Like, sleep with someone that I'm, I'm that saying it here first. <laughs> Like, that's not. That's like a that's. Fascinating to me. That's hard to go through. I mean, he has real fondness for her. That's true. Yes. But that's what he keeps saying is so hard. And I understand that it's like, oh, poor you or whatever. But that's that's truly difficult. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't know who he's picking by this point. Like, no. he's and not conflicted. I think conflicted. the fact that
1: he sent Rachel home shows yes, that, like, exactly. it was much
2: closer between the two they of them. All, right? My suspicion is that they always know really quickly. Oh, I almost think they immediately. always yeah. know that there's, like, why, two people they actually exactly. like. And that's why I'm like, and they send the second one that they are not going to pick home before the final two. Because if they actually like yeah. them to spare them, that's what happens all the time. Because they leave whoever they think can handle it. And he's like, Raven can for sure handle it. I may not survive this, but (laughs) (laughs) But she'll be
0: fine. You know, I just hope that... Raven comes out of this with a greater understanding of her own sexuality, and that uh, montage ability. was baffling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I want to send her so many vibrators. I
1: know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like anger management classes. But so we'll many see vibrators. how she handles being dumped on the finale. Maybe she's found some new coping mechanisms, but she will be wearing stilettos probably. So. Yeah, maybe
2: it's a platform. Maybe it's a platform sneaker. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd
1: better just like wear some extra padding. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about like their future though? Do you think that they'll still be together? Well, by the, after fact, the, final rose? the
2: fact that they're having these conversations now to me, like my interpretation of watching it was like, this is a great sign because these are conversations that most people are too scared to have to disrupt the like beauty Happiness. and excitement of an early relationship because yeah. they're just a couple months in, like they just started dating and to be talking about this stuff this early on, to me, bodes very well. And they are really strong-headed. And I can relate to the family stuff, although not as strongly as she can. I'm super close to my family. And what she'll realize, I I keep saying this to my TV, and weirdly, she can't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) But what she'll notice is that, like, when you marry someone, you're not, like, forcibly being removed from your nuclear family. It's not as dramatic. It just expands, and you start to, like, make a second family with this other person. And... I I know because I just went through this or at least I suspect that she'll find a lot of joy and pleasure in that and it'll start becoming less scary to extricate herself from her nuclear family. But um, in this moment, I totally understand her anxiety and I would just encourage Nick to hang in there because eventually it'll it's just part of the process if you're really close to your family of like, you know.
0: That's some solid advice. I don't know why yeah. she's not listening to you. Well, she can't tell me is my it's, suspicion. Yeah. Although,
2: given the latest WikiLeaks dump, maybe she can't hear yeah. <laughs> Or at least someone at the CIA is getting some great rom- <laughs> like, romantic relationship advice from That's me. That's why
1: people in the CIA have very solid personal relationships. They are known for
2: having very yeah, solid yeah. They they personal relationships. They can hear
0: everything.
1: Just watch Homeland. It's all the <laughs> <I see>. need.
0: <laughs>
1: very functional.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's interesting, like, to see them feeling each other out because I do recognize a little bit of that sense of, like, maybe I'll compromise on this, but I don't want to say that until he's shown that he'll compromise on it, too. Yeah, I
2: totally respect that. (laughs) And also I, I love that she asks for clarification on a lot of the things that he says that are a little broad about her and her family, like his observations. Um, Like, what did you say? They're serious. So they're very traditional, traditional. He
0: couldn't really define what that meant. Yeah. But I
2: I applaud her for pushing him to try to figure out what that meant, because I think they're also working. This is the other thing that I think bodes well is they're right now working on their communication during a tense conversation. I wouldn't call it an argument. It's just a serious, high stakes conversation. And they're, like, a deer who's just been born whose legs are really tiny <laughs> and, like, shaky and they can't quite stand up. Like, that's their that's their communication skills, like getting stronger through these conversations. So it's, like, one of the—the the reason I'm so excited about it, it's, like, one of the first very real relationship-building things I've seen on this show, where they're actually digging into what it means to be in a relationship.
0: Yeah. I like your hopeful yeah. interpretation. I'm going to hang on to that. Yeah, um, me too. I just hope that they have built— this enough to make it through Dancing with the Stars
2: because yeah. I hear that is I know a real that they've built it more than most killer. other Bachelor couples by the time the show ends. Like, I, there's just no way because they can't. They're not using any footage of like the happier, more trivial conversations, which must mean that at this point they just feel like they should just get down to brass tacks. Like they That's take true. their love for each other just as a given, and now they're just moving forward. <laughs> and I feel like Nick's a very intentional guy. Yeah, they both are. Yeah, yeah. I, which is good. Yeah, and I. I would. I don't know what I would advise them, but I just would advise them both to listen as much as they talk. That's the advice that I would give them, because that's going to be the biggest struggle.
1: I think you need to start
2: a relationship advice just podcast. for them. Yeah, just for them. just for
1: bachelor contestants. No one else would be able to audience. hear it. Small but quality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know. I think you're cool describing is could use
0: this therapy. But yeah. Well, <laughs> I, could I put personally it out in think um, everyone who goes on this
1: show. Because I know so much. <laughs> I've been almost married
2: for two years. I'm an expert, yeah. guys.
1: Wow. Um, to me, that seems like a lot. I've been married for negative a month.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. So, you're allowed yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. So. so. Exciting.
1: I I have so much to learn in the yes, coming years. Yes, you'll yeah. learn all of it in a year and
2: like three quarters. I which look is, forward to that. And yeah. then I just
1: have the rest of my life to just like To chill. just
2: enjoy it. Yeah. No, the most real thing I ever heard about marriage is that you'll have good years and bad years. And when I heard someone talk about it on that scale, I was like, that takes all the pressure off in the world. If I'm going to have a bad year, like if I'm going to be able to look back on my marriage and be like, oof, like 20 whatever, that was rough. Like that's... That, everything's cool. If you want to bring
0: coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary.
1: With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket.
0: There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy.
1: I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
0: Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down.
1: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
0: It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just
1: fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
0: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
1: Visit betterhelp.com love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's
0: betterhelp,
1: slash love to see it. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. Article believes in delightful design for every home.
0: And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices too. and uh it just really like elevates our deck that and the ottoman we bought to go with it so comfortable so chic also can withstand a whole lot of rain
1: so important Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
0: They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to
1: use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com
0: slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
1: Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled
0: B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI.
2: Rules and restrictions
0: may
1: apply.
2: I hate when people say they hate Watch the Bachelor, and it's like two hours a week is too much time to do anything with hate. You should just come out with your affection for the show. There's no embarrassing. There's no embarrassing. My English is perfect. (laughs) There's no embarrassment about it. Like, just embrace it. Yeah.
1: I mean,. I think I have like a love-hate relationship yeah, with the Bachelor. Yeah, you lovingly snark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she listens to the yeah.
2: show, guys. Um but, but I'm not going to lie to you about it. That was so <laughs> obvious immediately. <laughs> do, do, do
0: do That really showed all of our collective dedication. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. boring,
2: and then also it was upsetting and stressful, and yelling at my TV to get people to just be honest. And it felt, again, it brought back a lot of memories from yeah. the last two years. My roommate walked in and I was like in hour three and
0: I was just yelling at the TV like, stop being assholes. Why is everyone being an asshole? She's <laughs> like, are you okay? Was <laughs> everyone yeah. was
2: yeah. wasted
0: and yeah. Yeah. hungry. It's true.
2: I have to remember that they were given no food except the Even tiny Taylor little thing of like, cheese Even was like, I will pasta. eat this cheese pasta because we all need sustenance yeah. we are <laughs> human beings.
1: It far be it from me to refuse food at a time like this. Yeah, exactly. And watching The Bachelor is really like being in a marriage, like there are going to be bad hours and be the good hours. Headaches. That was well done. It'll. All, really I'm bringing well it done. all. But the back joy around. always outweighs the pain. Yeah. In a
0: healthy Bachelor yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, so did you think
2: that, like, Nick was a good Bachelor on Balance or? I actually really did. It wasn't as salacious or controversial, Chris Harrison's favorite word, oh as the God. show might typically be. But the reason for that is also the reason that I enjoyed it, which is that Nick is very considered and thoughtful and careful which is the reason there were no rose ceremonies because he just couldn't do that. He couldn't deal with, he's enough of a producer's mind to be able to ask the questions that the producers would ask in Talking Heads when he's having dates, which I respect and is unavoidable if you've done the show that much. So he's like, how do you feel about this? Or like, you know, he asked the questions that it's their job to ask and he's just doing it for them, which is fab. But the problem is that he can't deal with creating television out of pain which I love and his empathy is so beautiful to watch at a time when like men with emotions are so vilified it's it's fantastic to watch someone who cries every time someone I love cries his tears. he beats I them love to the punch it. most of the time yeah. he has anticipatory tears I know it's great I really like it. And as I said on, I did Harry Connick Jr.'s show recently, I said I feel like I've watched his little sister grow up.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I feel I like know. we met her
2: when she was an embryo and now she's yeah. like a young woman. <laughs> I just feel really
0: deeply for his mother. I do too. Like, yeah. And his
2: dad, who is a late in the game person for us to know, he was kind of in the shadows and he was like, this show needs me. Yeah. My son like, needs me. That's yeah. true. Um, I feel like we know his entire family. I feel like he's really grounded. I feel like he's intelligent and our Articulate and shy a little bit which is also interesting but he has enough of a sense of himself to be able to go through the motions of this show and I think that the trickiest thing about him just in terms of what's may or may not be problematic is the fact that he often as you guys addressed in the last episode sends people home right after their declarations (laughs) of love which I totally understand because you can learn a lot it's selfish but that's the whole premise of the show. You can learn a lot about how you feel about someone based on what happens in your heart right. immediately if you after recoil someone. Recoil when someone says "I love yeah, you" it's it not it a makes great sign. your anxiety sign. spike. That's really that is a really good way to yeah. learn whether or not like, you nope. have reciprocated feelings towards someone. Yeah, it's true. You know,
1: it's true, especially if if you're someone who can't just tell that just without any prompt, yeah. which yeah. apparently Nick can't. Exactly. Uh, he needs
2: that little push. He, he needs that moment. But the one moment that drove me really crazy that I can remember is when Vanessa told him initially that she was falling for him, and then he gave, like, a PR The weirdest response. It was like a press release. Yeah. yeah. It was literally like, I'm going to take this opportunity to say the thing that I need on the record. And I was like, <laughs> that's not, like, just type it up in notes and instagram it don't say it to the <laughs> face of someone who just told them they love you yeah, i know it was so it, it was awful time. like yeah just any really truly any and time. not time. directly in response
0: to a declaration
2: of love that yeah. was very, very earnest. weird i was like so Nick, weird your instincts for when to say those things are usually so good maybe he knew that they would have to use that footage and so he put it in there because he knew they would but the uh, my other suspicion is that his initial response was like, I love you, too. Let's do this. And they were like, well, obviously, we can't use that. <laughs> I mean, They're like, buddy, you've got a few more weeks to go. Yeah, yeah. But that's my guess. Like, also after the bouncy castle when he and Vanessa were talking, like, my guess is that they cut it because it's not allowed to be on camera. But he was like, look. You know what's yeah. happening here. Like, just yeah. wait it out. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. He was like, "Listen, look at me. Look yeah. at me. my eyes. Say you, you don't, don't have you anything won. to worry about." <laughs> yes. I mean, but I think even I, it's my. I have no confirmation of this, but my sense <laughs> is that they probably say those things too because they just know it's going to get cut out because it's their job is to produce a TV show with entertainment. What I've heard from from my um, sad reading of like Sean Lowe's book. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
0: definitely. Is it seems like they will sneak little off-camera
1: moments to give
0: indications.
1: And it seems like they'll do a lot of, like, um, Brad Womack told Emily stuff like, you don't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Very pointedly. And she wrote later, she was like... I didn't know if he was giving those reassurances to other girls. Yeah, and you can how pretty.
2: Is that a random question? Did anyone else give it up? It just be mayhem. Um, but
1: but he yeah. definitely says this to everyone, but he just told me that he's definitely picking me. Yeah. So. Wait, what? He hasn't said that to It's really has. weird
2: to start a relationship on that much lack of trust. Like, that would be so weird to hear that from the guy you're dating and just wonder if he's saying it to a million other girls. Like, yeah. oh, my God. I guess it is what we're all worried about secretly. But it's yeah. just obvious in this case. No, it's right. great. They no, put it up
1: front. You know
2: that is, the You know who, who the girls the are. <laughs> you know exactly who they are.
1: It's really kind it's of a crucible in, for female friendship uh, in which you have to become friends with the girls that you're, what you're competing with. That's what I was so
2: with. upset with about the um, Women Tell All is that my impression from this season was that they all got so close. Know, and then the, and the amount I of vitriol was just did. so surprising. Well,
0: even when we spoke to Christina yes, um,
2: before at Women Tell All aired, I love her.
0: She kind of indicated that, like, everyone just arrived ready to kind of yeah, go at said. it. Everyone yeah has their own <laughs> yeah. opportunities. And then they're, and they're like, oh, no, it. actually, we're yeah. all like, cool. I suspect that pretty much all of them are actually friends except for Taylor and Corinne.
1: Yeah. That's what it seems and like. Josephine and Taylor. Yeah. Because Josephine is just well, the little, the henchman sort yeah, of yeah, of Corinne. There's always been a her. Josephine.
2: Yeah. Yes. In high school, middle school, there's just always been a Josephine. I want to see Josephine on her own. Who is Josephine?
0: I think she needs to do a little soul searching. She's going to yeah. go to paradise; um, it'll be helpful. I mean, I just yeah. have
2: a, I just know that. I kind of think she's going to be
0: the the girl on Paradise who comes in like in the middle or towards the end and stays for two days,
2: potentially. Yeah. But also, that'll be informative. We've yeah. watched yeah. a lot of people learn a lot about themselves on Paradise. Like That's Lace true. learned a lot about herself on The Bachelor and tried to fix it in Paradise. Then went back for more self work, <laughs> and you know. Um, but it's, and at least she removable. got a tattoo out of it. Yeah,
1: I think that's you know, yes, that was removed. another moment where
2: weirdly they couldn't hear me through my television, and but I was like, talking to them don't pretty loudly. Do that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, great! This is permanent." Yeah, you're like, "Well, I
1: will say." Um, you can get tattoos removed. Yes, I just saw the tattoo on your forearm. Oh, yeah. I have a tattoo. I'm not planning on getting it removed. It's not for a guy, fortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, a beautiful flower. Yeah, it's actually um, for my mom. And Aww. I'm pretty sure I'm never going to start hating her.
2: Yes.
0: Um,
1: but uh, no, it's. I think they're already getting their tattoos removed because they broke up. And th- oh, it's like you just got that like six months ago. Give your skin a little time to chill. You know, I have
2: a yeah. I mean, I've gotten a whole tattoo education from being hung girls and being the only untattooed member of the squad. Oh really? yeah. Oh yeah. And Jemima told me like season two. She was like, "You're not allowed." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "It just wouldn't look right. I don't want you to fuck up and like just get the wrong thing. Like you'll definitely get the wrong tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You're so right." <laughs> Like, I thank would, you for your honesty. Yeah, there. and I'm really glad yeah. I listened to her. She's like, take it from me. Like, once you have a hundred, like, what's another one? But if you have zero and you get just like randomly the Bob's Burgers, yeah, <laughs> on your like left I'm stomach, like, which I'm is, never gonna stop loving Bob's Burgers. No, I'd, I'd have no feelings about it, which is exactly why Jeremiah was like, that's, <laughs> that's the kind what of thing you would, you would do. Get. It would be weirdly impulsive, and it wouldn't make any sense. Or like a word like breathe on like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh god. I, I actually mess. think I actually think Marnie would do that. I well, think that I would be Charlie's, very on brand. I love Charlie's tattoo of humble life on his chest, and that yeah, was that was that a was... Chris Abbott idea. I have to give him credit for that. Really? Yeah. Yep. Lena knew he wanted something on his chest, and that That's was inspired. Situation. Yeah. Humble life is disgusting. Yeah. If you ever hooking up with someone who has humble life on their chest, <laughs> on like, their
0: chest, it was just really away from them.
2: Even Ugh. in your wet red dress, like just get the <laughs> fuck out of there. Uh, I loved that episode. Thank you so much. Way. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Do we want to transition, or should do do we have more to talk about with the bachelor? I think think there are things. Yeah, is there anything else I I need to get off
0: your chest before we we we're going to talk a little bit about about girls and get out? Okay, well then I feel like
2: we also need to talk about Rachel. I mean, oh yeah and kind it of hasn't no, been said. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Rachel. Excited. I'm worried that she will suffer from what Nick did which is intellect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that great the, handicap, the ability to yes. think a little too much. But I'm really thrilled that they'll again like with Nick they'll find really smart guys to be her suitors is my hope and that just means that the the infighting that occurs will be intellect based which oh, will be Oh, I am
1: excited
0: for I that. Want,
2: see I want them to do like trivia
1: nights. Oh my God, that would be great. If instead of doing just like group sing alongs with James Taylor, they yes. like one of them was like, Listen, I run a quiz show back home. <laughs> I've got you guys covered. And, and then, then like she's in a, Yeah, exactly. she's like watching on a secret camera and just
0: like, Well, that one's an idiot. Like, yes, you're exactly. gone.
2: I want a trivia show. I want like, SAT prep. Like I just <laughs> I just feel like everyone needs to embrace the effort, embrace maybe, the intellectual. You know, maybe like on Alex show. Trebek is gonna
0: be a guest star they need on to next bring, season. Yeah, instead of Neil
1: Lane. <laughs> yeah. they need to bring Princeton mom on as a producer. Yes, exactly. really ensure
2: that yeah, everyone learns violin now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the um yeah, I mean I just I don't know why the show feels like it's lagging a little bit in that sense of like smart is cool. Now that we've said it, effort is cool. Like I want to see that yeah. a little bit because the show takes a ton of effort for these women. Like just packing and unpacking alone would cause just hours and for, for of every me season. Back and forth they have yeah, yeah. Like how do you pack all your gowns how and many your clothes and there? like like how do you unsteam so many. the wrinkles out of your? I mean, I just it's a lot. And then the makeup and the hair and makeup. The and hair tool. To do that yourself. Like yeah. it's like it, and it just assumes that effort on their behalf. And I. I just... I know. The fact that yeah. they style themselves is truly impressive. Except for yeah. occasional accessories, which are very clearly given to them, a la the hats in the last episode. <laughs> yes, Or, yes. The, as you guys mentioned, or the scarves a couple seasons ago. It was like a scarf party threw up on The Bachelorette <laughs> contestants. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I, were, I think that they get pretty random things in their little, like, gift yeah. bags. Yeah, I'm
2: sure. But my dad, I mean, were wearing my dad the same sent us doll. photos in our group chat of, oh, all, of the, all the contestants wearing scarves. Because initially, <laughs> I was like, no one them and he was like, Really? and then just kept sending me <laughs> my, he was he was trolling me on a personal level. It was not
1: cool. <laughs> well, for men, it's so interesting because male style is so basic. So, when there's one thing that a turtleneck,
0: perchance, <gasps> oh my yeah, god, or or there, there was that season, maybe it was Desiree's season where they were all wearing V-necks v- very, very aggressively, aggressively. It was clearly, yeah, an American girl yeah.
2: shipment. Yeah, a deep V is not for everyone, and no. it doesn't need to not be for, for everyone. Maybe not for most. I would, <laughs> I would venture to say it's not for anyone. Yeah. But I just don't want to yeah. be shirtist.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's someone out there who can pull one off, but I've yet to personally witness. Yeah, it. I mean, I feel like The
2: Rock would look weird without one, so I'll give him a pass. <laughs> yeah. It would just I'm he so can wear whatever he point. wants. Yeah, but the, I mean, it's the the fashion, hair, and makeup. It's such a time capsule. It always has been. Someone should do a retrospective on like the look because it reflects exactly moment, 100%. Yes, it reflects the extent to which normal girls can mimic what they're seeing in celebrities. Yeah, that's, yes, that's true. Fashion wise, hair and makeup wise. That's why I love seeing it. The women tell all it was statement, lip, year. Yeah. And who knows what and it'll be And also we year. got a
0: jumpsuit which is
2: not loved Loved that it. jumpsuit and that tape was working so hard and her yeah. posture was so yeah. impeccable. I've worn things like that and literally you can't bend at all or your right. boobs come out. Right, so yeah. yeah. it was so low cut and I love that, that
1: look. When she stood up I was like that tape is buckling. Yes, is it, is. <laughs> it
2: was buckling because of sweat. Trust me, I've worn more tape than the average person because of my job. <laughs> I've always wondered how tape actually keeps things on the oh, does body. It. No. Here's the key is that you have to alcohol so swab prior and then you let it dry because that takes any lotion or, or sweat off of your skin and then there's tape that comes there's adhesive that comes in the form of liquid so first you use the tape and then you can use oh. the adhesive stuff and then it really sticks and that's what I do okay, for like, that seems very wise when the stakes are high and I yeah. really don't want <laughs> you're to you're <come> like please <laughs> do not that's sweat that's what I use <laughs> yeah. but the alcohol swab is crucial because otherwise it's not going to yeah. stick okay there you I'm, go.
1: I'm trying this tomorrow. I'm yeah, a my, to. I have yeah.
0: A, a very low cut jumpsuit that is like my New Year's outfit, Ooh, and sheep. I used um, tape for the first time this New Year's, and yeah. like it was pretty effective. It is
2: effective. The other little clue I'll give people is that put the tape like half an inch in, so that you can't see where it's sticking to your. Yeah, skin so it's that's just a like... very weird looking thing. <laughs> yeah, so you have to make the illusion that it's just perfectly fitted to your torso. Right, it just falls that way. We're just Over your learning a lot body. Body. during. I'm just.
0: Yeah, know, this, there's a yeah. lot I've wanted to say to yeah. the girls, and on I. I hope they're all listening because I'm sure that they care deeply about um, this podcast and our opinions. Honestly, about Honestly, I,
2: yeah. I I think they do. And <laughs> the other thing is that if like. Unreal. They need someone around to just kind of bounce their thoughts off of. And, um, like, not a psychiatrist, per se, because I'm not convinced that she's professional on that show, (laughs) given her behavior. But, like... Basically, what I'm saying is if you want me to just be around when they're filming, I will do that. You're like, that. I'm happy to consult. I'm happily married. Yeah. I'm not a risk. Yeah. You're like, I won't run off with a producer. I just want to help. Uh, yeah. I just want to help. I want to give them water and um, sneak tissues into their shoes when they get. I think you need
0: to make a cameo on Rachel's season. What as is As like a support. With? Oh, I'd love to,
2: except yeah. give and get out. I think they'd be like, nope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, honestly, that is the perfect segue. Oh, wait, I have okay. two more things I yeah, need to say. Too-
2: One, is there no water anywhere in this house? Because it's all anyone needs is water. Secondly, <laughs> what sunscreen. is with the lack of tissues? I brought this up with Chris Harrison it thudded to the he floor nothing. nothing he wouldn't address it <laughs> he wouldn't i've had a suspicion it. for years that there are no tissues offered to them ever especially in the limos after they get cut oh no they and want all has. the tears flowing it is so cruel you can't no one can do that viola yeah. davis is the only person alive who can elegantly cry all the tears <laughs> like with without Al a tissue speaking also yes, with, yeah. while monologuing <laughs> No one else can do that. And these aren't actresses. They're not professional. Like, you, they're just people crying. But that's how like, they get the raw well, drama. Well, you know what? If I were on a <laughs> show, I'd use the bottom of my fucking dress because I don't give a oh, shit. Yeah. And it's just, you need something I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen women do that. Yeah, like, you're wearing a, a full-length gown. Dress. Do it on the inside yeah. so no one can see it where everyone wipes their lip gloss after applying it. <laughs>
1: Oh wow! I'm learning so much. Those people. are the you
2: guys. Those are the those are the things I needed to bring up. There need no, to be tissues. Yeah. These are very important points. Yeah,
1: I yeah. definitely noticed that during the Nick and Rachel goodbye when they both had just water spewing from their face. Yeah, holes. literally,
2: when you said there were tears like leaping from, the- <laughs> they were just coming out of other places. Yeah. Just, they were crying water in there, just above their eyebrows. Like it it's was just the like most the emotional thing I've ever seen between, between like, two people. They produced it themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean it's. And also, this is my other bone to pick is that for all the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants, if you want us to know that things are being produced and spliced, keep doing what you're doing in the audio department. If you don't, y'all need to like put a little more effort into the ADR stuff that you do, splicing together people's Oh, lines. yeah. Yeah. It's driving me crazy this it's season. I feel really so like they've gotten lazier about it
0: this but season. It's, so, it's obvious. so obvious. But
2: maybe what I was thinking is that maybe when they go in to record their audio, they purposefully don't make it that like clean and edit because then people can tell that it's been edited like with Liz Liz is the perfect example as you guys pointed out she clearly said that once and they made it seem like she said it every time someone was like how time. are you she's like we had sex
1: <laughs> <laughs> with the same pause Yeah, like, the we exact same had sex, sex. Yeah. every time
2: <laughs> anyway okay those are my bones to pick
1: We have to take a quick break, but please don't go anywhere. When we get back, we'll be talking about Get Out with Allison Williams. Want even more Bachelor stories in your
0: life? Sign up for HuffPost's entertainment email for even more roses. More roses. More virtual
1: roses. More most dramatic moments ever.
0: Juicy celeb news, hilarious late night bits, uh, and also some award show coverage and more.
1: Yeah, it's not all Bachelor out there, but a lot of it is. To subscribe, tap the image on the ACAST player, or if you have no idea what we're talking about, just go to bit.ly slash entnewsletter. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash entnewsletter. We want to talk to you about Get Out, but I just want to put up a little spoiler warning here because we have to spoil it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I can't talk yeah, about it anymore no. without talking about the, the spoilers. And because, also, yeah, like, we both... It's just too hard. Claire and I both saw it this
0: weekend.
2: We both have a lot of feelings. Like, yeah. I can't have Ask a vague... vague I questions. can't have a vague conversation. No, and trust us. me, I've been doing it for yeah. months. I can't do it anymore either. I can't. I've also been completely lying to my friends and family about the premise of the movie for a, almost two years now. Wait, how how would you describe when it? When my friends asked me what it was about, this is how I said it, in press too. Like, I basically did press as Rose. I'd say, which doesn't help the suspicion <laughs> that I might actually just be a psychopath in real life. Um... <laughs> I basically said, I bring my black boyfriend home to meet my parents. I assume they're going to be totally cool with it. And then when he gets there, things start to go weird. And then it quickly becomes, like, us against the world. And I have to choose, like, between my family and my boyfriend. And he has to decide, like, how polite are you willing to be with your girlfriend's parents when they're also acting really weird. That's the way I've been describing it for two years, no matter how close I am to you. Oh, my God. Wow. And
1: I can never trust you again.
2: No, this is why I'm good in mafia. (laughs) (laughs) this is how I did, like literally people I've known my entire life I was like this is the premise of the movie and they're like interesting yeah that sounds interesting and then they got out of the movie and they were like like, I have to talk to you for two reasons one our friendship is over two I loved the movie
1: Wait, so how was the movie pitched to you, like, by
2: by Jordan Peele and the producers? I got a call from my agents that a script was coming from Jordan that um, he wanted me to read because he wanted me to play Rose, and... I also got the disclaimer that it wasn't a comedy just to kind of prepare me to, <laughs> to head that off because that's a comment. That was even something on a meta level that we had to fight when we were promoting the movie is that the association of Kim and Peele is so strong right. mm-hmm. that we had to downplay how funny the movie is just so horror fans wouldn't be confused that it was like a satire or something, um, even though it has satirical elements And it's super and funny. And it is actually Yeah, really it is funny. really funny. But it's also super scary. And so we – so he was like, it's not – just read it. And I was like, all right. And then what I found out later is that Jordan wanted me to talk to him before reading it because he wanted to explain the tone and all of his ideas. But I just dug into it. And pretty much after I read the first scene, which is uh, an acknowledgment of Trayvon Martin and and any kind of yeah. like it, – it positions a, a black guy in a white neighborhood as the first scene of a horror movie. And it's typically like a teenage girl walking back to her dorm and she becomes – A white victimized. woman. Right, exactly. Um, And so uh, after I read that scene, I was like, I don't really care who Rose is. I definitely want to be in this movie. And then I was reading the script and I was like, Rose seems great. She seems totally fine. (laughs) And then I got to the end and I was like, oh, no, I have to play her. This bitch is crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) That turn, like— when he sees the photos of her
2: with all of the Ugh. other men that she's brought home which was my first day Chels. of work and by far the weirdest thing i've ever had to do so i got oh, so you had so to we take were, all the photos there was a room full of young men oh my god, oh my god. And i just went in and i'd meet each of them and jordan would walk us to a place on this like hotel that we were staying at and oh we would god. like pick new locations we'd take a photo together and then i'd be like nice to meet you we're like bye and then the next one it was very strange and i was like when they see this movie. Maybe they're gonna know how truly weird that just was yeah <laughs> oh my, they all just went into the sound place without realizing creepily it. meta yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah oh my god oh, I didn't god. even think about that and I just right. brought a
2: ton of like my own personal clothes and like different pairs of glasses and different and I had bangs so I could just move those around and yeah did my own makeup like it was really strange that was my first day wow. of any kind of work and then we had the table read later Oh, my God. God.
1: Yeah. Well, that scene was, yeah, very chilling. Um, Did you see it coming? I felt like it had to come because of the premise of the movie being um, so much about, like, white, uh, even liberal, especially liberal racial hypocrisy. And a big part of that is... You know, white, white women. women. Yeah, not yeah. having a white savior. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I, I didn't, I liked Rose so much. I, and a I, lot of
2: people don't, a lot of white people don't see it coming. Yeah. A lot of I, them are shocked no. and then they try to talk themselves out of it. Like maybe she's been hypnotized too. Maybe she doesn't know what's going on. I think even though I
0: was pretty sure that Rose was going to take a, a villainous turn, like I you still find yourself as, as a white person, as a white woman, um, relating to her and seeing yourself. She's good. In yeah, her a good. little bit, which is what makes it so
2: effectively chilling. Uh, yeah, because also the second time you re- you watch it, which I encourage people to do, because there's so much. We worked really hard to like layer things in there. Um, the you know who the victims are and who the evil people are, and when you know she's e- all the white people are evil from the beginning, and all the black people are victims from the beginning in one way or another. Um, it just then you have the experience of watching the movie closer to a black audience is watching the movie and watches a lot of horror movies like that. And um, it's what's amazing about the movie and what Jordan did so well is that it's a solidarity exercise for one population and for another, it's kind of informative. It's a little bit like, hey, if you're talking to a black guy, don't mention Tiger Woods because he's black. If it comes up organically in conversation, (laughs) cool. But if you find yourself saying something To a black person that you wouldn't say if they weren't black, maybe don't say it because it's just going to remind them that you aren't treating them like a normal other person that you're talking to. And that's news to a lot of people. They won't admit it out loud, but that's something that not everybody realizes.
0: And I think for a lot of uh, young people, especially young white women who would consider themselves kind of woke, like Rose is chilling because she seems to say – all the right things. She seems to understand and be able to pick up on these racial which microaggressions. Which is exactly what uh, a lot of
2: my friends kind of suspected. They found that suspicious about her.
1: <laughs> yeah. That she was picking really. up
2: on things. Which we tried to subvert by having her get mad at him, which we thought would be kind of like if she's picking a fight with him, how could she be in the wrong? Like why would you do that? You would just be perfect and go along with it. Yeah. She's very
0: convincing. Yeah, she's she's yeah. real good. Um, can we talk for a minute about the scene where you are um, drinking a full glass of milk sure can. out of a straw? Because
2: <laughs> I found that to be the most terrifying moment. There's a lot the to say film. about it. And honestly, I sent my friend an explanation of that oh scene gosh. yesterday. So I'm just going to read you what I wrote because I put it more eloquently. OK, here's what I wrote. Um, there's a lot of things about it. Number one is the colors are separated from the white, so the Fruit Loops from the milk. Two, she is stuck developmentally at the age at which she began playing different people to be able to lure them home, hence the teddy bear and the snack and listening to I've Had the Time of My Life. Three, her job gives her almost no control over her personal identity. So when she gets to revert back to who she really is, everything is so tidy and particular and blank slatey. Everything is just so. Not a wrinkle, not a messy bowl of cereal, everything in little doses. Three little sips of milk through a straw. Perfect posture. No excess. All business. No sense of irony or humor. Her trophies hung back on the wall behind her immediately after Chris goes into the basement. Bangs pushed out of her face immediately after. Can't wait to put the bangs away and take out her color contacts and go back into being the blank slate she is. That's ah. Roro. That is fascinating. I picked up
0: on the Fruit Loops and the milk being separate. Yeah. Oops. Uh, but I didn't pick up on a lot of those other things that you Well, I've spent like mentioned. two years thinking yeah. about her. And
2: I had to build that person before I could figure out who she was playing for the whole movie, too. So I had to figure out who she was underneath there. Yeah, before layering and all the other stuff. I mean the the
1: revert the moment where you see Rose revert um, when she's looking for the keys. You no, know, I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Oh my oh god! But yeah. just gave me chills, chills when all, said all that. over my body. <laughs> but no, I mean I and and I think that the character that she reverts to being made a lot of like visceral sense. Like yeah. even if you're not really thinking about it mm-hmm. too carefully, it's sort of this
2: paradigm of uh, white womanhood. Yeah, but also androgyny in a way Mm -hmm. because she I picture her like prepubescent being basically stuck or like just during puberty. But I don't also picture her as having you know, uh, a really strong sense of identity because she's always flipping through these other identities. So without actually knowing what she likes, what she doesn't like, she's just stuck knowing what she used to like when she was little which is control where she can find it. And um It's just—and it was interesting to dig into it, like this idea of a family who does this very evil thing, and they had two kids, one of whom was— drawn to theater and performance. And so they were like, okay, well, that can be your method. You can go into character and lure them in this way. And the other one was drawn to MMA. And so his method is just <laughs> violence, Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and as um, Jim Hudson says, like his is much more brutal than Rose's. But I would actually disagree that to make someone fall in love with you and then come home out of their comfort zone to meet your family is <laughs> yeah. so evil. More horrifying.
1: Well, yeah. And well, I also
2: think that's
0: where a lot of the commentary on – liberal white female racism kind of comes into play and why it's so scary because it it's maybe more benign than you would see, you know, a white man being overtly right. well, violent it looks or racist. More benign,
2: but I've heard mm-hmm. a lot that people are like, I prefer when people just out loud right. up front say like, I honestly just don't care for black people. Oh They're God. like, at least I know. Because it's so exhausting to have to sift through all of the microaggressions and all of the little, like, cues and try to figure out if it's—you know, if you're indicating to me that you just vaguely don't like black people or you think you do but you don't actually, that's, like, too much work. Don't make me do this work. Like, at least— be introspective and put some thought into this about yeah. how, what your own feelings are because that's not my problem.
1: And right. that was a scene that was also telling when um, Rose is complaining to Chris about her family's microaggressions and macroaggressions yeah. I would even say um, and she ends up putting it on him at, to comfort her Um because she yeah. doesn't want to think that her family is racist and she's troubled by what's going on, but it's more well, she also
2: know well yeah. she's
1: troubled, quote right. unquote, at that point.
2: But but like she's also playing a character and she knows right. that to get Chris on her side, showing vulnerability and showing that she's questioning her own family will make him feel closer to her. So he's less of a flight risk. I mean, the second time you see it. So I always had to play two intentions. One was the one she was playing, and the other one was her actual intention. And everything she does during the movie is to keep him, to get him to that living room for her dad's weird speech that he insists on giving. That's her whole job. So, like, don't take the ID as an effort to avoid him being able to be identified when he goes missing by the cops or, like— you know, don't, let's go for a walk, is let's go for a walk so they can auction you off. Like, it's not, I want to comfort you, let's go for a walk. So literally everything she does has two intentions, but she's good enough that it makes it look like... Right, they both actually play perfectly. Yeah, and even, like, saying, Rod, you know, I picked the wrong guy, like, this is all just a play to get to you. Like, my guess is that that's who she's assuming she'll move on to after Chris, and she's trying to lay Mm -hmm. the groundwork for that early. You know, ev- literally everything. Like, I'm not. you're not going to get chased off the lawn with a shotgun. It's going to be a bolt-action rifle, and I'm going to be holding it. Like, is <laughs> what she sh- is the end of that sentence.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of, like, telling things that, like, even saying to his friend, um, I'm just using him as a way to get to you, is sort of a tell because she's playing it off as a joke, but it shows that she's thinking about it. Yeah,
2: everything. And all the looks that I gave to people had to have two meanings to them. One was like... Stop being mean and weird to my boyfriend. And the other one is you're being too fucking obvious. You yeah, have to. Your yeah. racism is showing. You have to hide it better. Be a little more at the subtle cocktail here. party. Like she's just getting frustrated. Like when the guy says like black is in fashion, the look on Rose's face is like you're just giving I'm it gonna away. Kill you're you. giving the game away. You know how crazy yeah. I am. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. and will. Um, I
1: mean, one thing that that struck a lot of people, I think, is that Rose. Um, and Marnie, while different, um, both sort of comment on these tropes of white femininity and the
2: power yeah, that well, that holds. Yeah, well, it's the one fem- color of femininity I can play.
1: <laughs> that is true. I played masculinity as
2: Peter Pan. But that's as much as I can stretch myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they are like
1: roles that really specifically bring out these qualities of like
2: totally narcissism totally. and exploitation um but the nice thing about playing rose is that i was deploying that against what i am finding unshakable about my impression on people because of marnie so i was basically yeah. taking all of the baggage i have that i'm that is annoying when i'm trying to play other parts and i'm using it against the audience because jordan needed someone the audience would trust immediately and think was like benign and maybe even slightly spineless and and he just knew that with the bangs and the blue eyes and like the Marnie baggage and the Peter Pan like it was just gonna help you know what I mean there's nothing very complicated about that and so I was using that to subvert it and even I was like oh you think Marnie's uptight meet Roro <laughs> 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 meet a girl on her bed that won't even mix Fruit Loops with yeah I mean Beth. I think that yeah. persona
0: did does sort of help the the audience become lulled into submission and relating to the character and thinking, like, well, well, there is a good white person. And yes, I think exactly. as as Grown. white people, you often want to believe that, like, you're the exception. Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm the only good ally.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's what Rose is playing, like, the good, the ally. good ally. Yeah, the one on yeah. her racial
2: flow, in Chris's words. And that yeah. is why
1: it's so...
0: Fucking terrifying. Yeah, like I, I'm not a someone who likes horror movies. I actually I generally a hate dirty them. Secret. I don't really either. I, I hate, hate them, them. But this, this wasn't scary because it was a slasher film, or the, there was no, gore the, and violence at all. Um, it was terrifying because the underlying themes were
2: very, very real. And human. Yeah. I have a lot of friends be like, they thought Get Out was somehow a reference to like ghosts or demons or something. I was like, no, no, anything scary that happens in this movie could happen beyond like, I don't know if we're there yet with the science of the (laughs) the surgery, the coagula, but I feel like literally everything else is either representative of something that's happening, like in terms of appropriation, Mm -hmm. or it's an actual thing that happens. And that's much scarier... On a deep level, but it's not nightmare I don't think.
0: Yeah. And what were yeah. your feelings um, about about that ending with the cop I thought cop it was incredibly
2: of... powerful. Like, we... There were a lot of different endings uh, to this movie. There was one in the script when I first read it. That changed. There was one that we shot, and we changed it a couple of times. I think the ending we ended with is the most powerful. It's the best of two different worlds. And Jordan had been feeling like he had to choose between the two worlds initially. And then he so brilliantly combined them because, again, back to the fact that this is kind of a teaching moment for a certain subset of the audience, the groan of inevitability that you hear from the audience when the blue Mm -hmm. and red lights start flashing and when he puts his hands up automatically, if that doesn't move you, I don't know what will. And how quickly Rose turns into a white female victim, like, just, Mm -hmm. like, help. And, by the way, Emmett Till's accuser just said that she lied like it all just feels so so timely timely and um the it's it's a very powerful moment and it serves its purpose and then you have the triumph and the relief of the friend who was right and everyone told was crazy and who is saving his other friend and then you have the visual of two black men sitting in the front of a cop car which is also not something we're used to seeing and so there's so many images in that one moment. The the him choking Rose is also, like, a, a reflection of the position they're in then the first scene when they're in bed and she's assuring him that it's going to be fine. It's also a tip of the hat to Birth of a Nation, the original one. Um, there's a lot There's a lot in there. And um, tip of the hat is a kind thing. It's a—whatever <laughs> the opposite of a hat tip, maybe, yeah. like, a thumb bite yeah. <laughs> to go back to way, way back. Um So it's. I think it's incredibly powerful, and I think it's really the best of all worlds because you get a little bit of levity that you get in one, like, two-minute span. You combine all of the tones that have been kind of sort of ping-ponging back and forth throughout the movie. Um, And I just love that that, like, friendship is the kind of final note, and then it's also, like— Rose fails to bring Chris to the point of brutality that she imagines is natural for him and he lets go which is why she starts to smile and then looks so disappointed and also kind of confused because she failed at her last idea of how to dehumanize him which is to make him do an act that would be in her eyes like kind of inhumane to her and then when he pulls back she failed in her last mission And I love that she fails in that last mission because Chris refuses to allow her to bring him to that brink of humanity. It is a truly
0: triumphant ending. and I will
1: say, in the theater, um, when he backs off and doesn't kill her... Everyone's mad. Everyone was so mad yeah, when she gets <laughs> shot. When they she like, gets shot, there's bitch. such
2: an applause. Oh, it's cheers! The biggest death yeah. applause. Um, and I'm really proud. I worked hard to make her that evil to earn that <laughs> applause. So, and it you wasn't did pleasant. Well. Let me just clarify that playing that other person was like one of the least enjoyable things ever. I mean, my assistant sitting here, she was in Alabama mm-hmm. with me. It was. It was awful. I didn't talk to anyone. I had to sit alone. I had to change the color of my eyes so that when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see myself. I colored in with, like, we colored in with uh, light makeup, all the veins in my face. We, like, brushed my eyebrows down. I wanted to look like a weird, evil twin version of myself. And... It was miserable to have to feel that much hate just, like, flowing through you. And I would listen to all this, like, metal that I didn't know I even knew about (laughs) that I just, like, reached back into my middle school angsty self. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, slasher and slayer and, like, all this stuff. And I was just, like, listening to everything. Um and it was, it sucked. And the minute we rapped, I was always like, oh, hi, everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, cause also no one wanted to talk to me because it was like a like, freaky thing. But I always feel like I need to say that, yeah. but I didn't enjoy it. I liked playing Rose. Like, that was, she was fine. She was cringy at moments, but I'm very used to that from Marnie. <laughs> and um, like, that was much more pleasant. Plus, she was nice to people, which Marnie doesn't get to do often. But playing Roro was truly unpleasant, like deeply, deeply unpleasant because you couldn't feel any love or happy emotion or anything because it would just get in the way of that.
0: Well, I really feel like this Movie like does a service, especially at the you know political moment we're having right now, to yeah. have a movie that is drawing such crowds, such it's mixed it's crowds, so exciting. to have
2: yeah. such empathy for these yes. characters. Um, yeah, you're with Chris for I the think entire it's, movie. Yeah, you're it's in incredible. the shoes of a black protagonist when they're going through the motions of evading something horrific that's happening to them, which aligns you even further. Which in a way does the empathy for people that are perhaps like haven't done that before. And Jordan's like, Okay, I'll give you this one, I'll help you out in this one way to help align you with this protagonist. But um he's also he wrote it so carefully so that he wouldn't lose anyone. He doesn't walk upstairs at inopportune moments. Like there you find yourself yelling like, Don't do that so many fewer times. And in the one <laughs> moment that people do yell that, it's just a closet with like files in it and it's not anything scary in there. Yeah. Um Which she left open because she's real evil and likes to play with them a little bit at the end. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, she's just – She's like a cat with a mouse. I know. She sucks. I'm telling you. (laughs) She sucked. She sucked so much. I
0: hated it. Well, we are thankful that you uh, took this on because – it was great. And Thank also you. very yeah. thankful that you took time out of your very busy schedule to come chat about both The Bachelor and Get Out with us. I hope this it's is clear like... to you at this
2: point that I would quite literally <laughs> have done anything to be able to be here. Um, well, so please grateful. come back. Please this come was back. so much
0: fun. I will definitely During come back. Rachel's yeah. season, I feel yes. like there's going to be,
2: speaking of Racial tropes, I think there's going to be a lot for us By the to way, talk oh, about. I definitely yeah. meant to talk about this. The conversation that Rachel and Nick have, where she's like, I've never dated a white guy, I texted Jordan and I was like, This is almost verbatim the conversation from the beginning of Get Out, except it's reversed. <laughs> like, I'm now worried about Rachel. And he was like, yeah. I made the same because Jordan watches The Bachelor Show. He was like, I noticed the same exact thing. It's so uncanny. And I was like, You wrote this conversation. Did you were you there when they filmed this or is it that basic a conversation? He was like, "Honestly, no. It just really was remarkably similar to the one that we had in our movie." Crazy.
0: Well, that just puts a dark yeah. shadow over. And then she's okay. She got, yeah. she got out. She, she got, got out. She got out and got she's her safe. own. She is the protagonist. She yes. is the star. Yes. So, yeah. um
2: yeah, and hopefully and she'll be able to It's about
0: damn time. I, yeah. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks so much to our guest, Allison Williams, and to our producer, Nick Offenberg. We'll see you next week for the finale. We can't wait. It's going to be a really, really big and emotional and dramatic finale for all of us, I assume. (laughs) You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years? You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue.
1: Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet.
0: Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori
1: Birch and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.